25 minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M., good morning and welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. It is a Wednesday on this January 22nd, day 21 in the month of Shvat, the year 5774, Tufshin Ayin Yaakov Shweki and Shlomi Shabbat with uh, Kolot, title track to Yaakov Shweki's brand new CD. If you missed my conversation with Yaakov Shweki earlier in the week, check out the archive section, jmtheam.org. I think you'll like it. We had a great, we had a great time Monday. We had a good time Monday, uh, during that conversation. Uh, before that, Nagila off of New Sinai Sound, Ufarat stuff and Baruch Levine, Benny Friedman, both B'nai Hechala and an amazing medley off of the um, Shabbos, uh, Benny Fri- Shabbos with Benny Friedman, <laughs> CD, <laughs> subtitled B'nai Hechala, and Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. The freezing weather, I think, is affecting my ability to present this show this morning. I'll tell you. 11 degrees, the wind chill at minus 4. Woo! How much snow fell? I'm sure people listening around the world, after hearing me complain about the snowstorm yesterday, I'm sure you want to know how much snow came down. About 10 inches. About 10 inches in the New York, New Jersey area. Some cities a bit more, others a bit less, but about 10 inches of snow. A phenomenal job plowing in Jersey City. I just tweeted to uh, Mayor Fulop here in Jersey City uh, a, a great job. I don't know. They really, they did a great job. You get out of that Holland Tunnel. I mean, obviously, the Holland Tunnel area is always well plowed, but even the side streets on this side, very well, done very, very well. Uh, I wrote, Mr. Mayor, thank you. Plowing in Jersey City at 10, back in Manhattan, seems like a one, barely. <laughs> Manhattan plowing and New York City plowing, boy, there are complaints everywhere. Compl- it seems like, in New York at least, I don't know about every other city in this region, but it looks like in New York, everybody was completely unprepared. For this storm, just could, I think it must have started much earlier than people thought. And the tradition of being awoken all night long by three, four plow uh, trucks, you know, following each other—nothing last night it was really strange. And, I'll, and a, a whole—I I slid right through an intersection this morning, and a, and a pretty major one, frankly. So a, uh, a terrible job done by. Um, uh, whoever's responsible for the plowing in New York. But in this area, here in Jersey City, the mayor gets a uh, big thumbs up, I must say. Partly cloudy, windy today, high temperature of 18. Right now out there, the winds are at 11 with gusts up to 17. Tonight, mostly clear, a low of 5. Oh, is that tough to take. A low of 5 degrees. Partly cloudy for tomorrow, a high 23. The low tomorrow, 6 degrees. Tomorrow night, unbelievable. 72 in Yerushalayim. We're at 11 here in Jersey City with the wind chill of minus 4 here at the JM and the AM. If we decide to do the Super Bowl halftime show outdoors, we're going to have to get a, uh, a parka for Lenny Solomon, that's for sure. I think we're going to be doing it indoors, but uh, if we would do it outdoors, whew, we'd have to dress up the band and make sure they've got their uh, earmuffs, scarves, and gloves, that's for sure. A lot of people talking about the Super Bowl halftime show, a kosher halftime show that we're going to be presenting at NahumSiegel.com. A big thank you to our friends at Cedar Market and Teaneck. A big thank you to the Orthodox Union, who love kosher stuff, in this case a kosher halftime show. 
and uh, Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock, they're getting ready for a, uh, a bang-up performance during halftime on February the 2nd. Should be very cool. 25 minutes before 7 o'clock. Lots of people happy that we introduced the concept. Hey, we're going to be uh, speaking with some of our friends from Nefesh Benefesh later on this morning here at JM in the AM. Some of the Bonate Sion uh, prize winners will be with us. I believe Rabbi Fass, the head of Nefesh Benefesh, will actually be joining us at some point in the 8 o'clock hour as well. If you want some good Aliyah stories and some real inspiration, this might just be the morning to tune into JM in the AM. So be thankful that you did. <laughs> and I thank you for listening in at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmintheam.org. <laughs> Ki ato elekinu mele, 
Yo, yo, yo. 
A live performance of Minion Man that we found on YouTube from back in 2010, I believe. Lenny Solomon and Schlockrock. Everyone's talking about what's happening February 2nd with the big Schlockrock kosher halftime show. And I know that uh, Minion Man has already gotten some uh, attention in terms of uh, one of the songs that people think must be included in that show. We'll see. Excuse me, we'll see what happens. I just put on Facebook and actually tweeted out as well. Uh, okay, Schlockrock doing our kosher halftime show. What songs must be included? So you could use that venue to answer us or just get in touch with us in general with your Schlockrock playlist, and we'll see, in fact, what ends up happening on the 2nd of February. Wednesday morning on this January 22nd, day 21 in the month of Shvat with plenty of snow on the ground, especially if you're in New York City. Boy, oh, boy. I would guess Long Island also was hit hard. New York was hit with about 10 inches, and uh, they were hit with a, uh, it seems as if they were hit with a sanitation crew that did not respond as quickly as we're used to. That's for sure. I want to thank Mayor Fulop here in Jersey City. Boy, oh boy, even the side streets around here in this area of town have done really well. The plowing very, I, I actually tweeted this morning and let him know, and uh, he says there's still plenty of work to do, but they are on it here in, uh, the second largest city in New Jersey. Partly cloudy and windy with a high temperature of 18, 11 degrees right now. Please keep in mind, Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea for a Fuhr Shlema. Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea. Before the Schlockrock song, you heard Shalshelas with Salmachti off of Connections. Ari Boyanju, who I believe is one of the people who's been invited to participate in the uh, Schlockrock uh, kosher halftime show. That was Anna Hashem off Rosh Ashmurot. Isaac Honig with Sama from Achenu. The Chevra had Uvechen off of the Chai CD here at JM in the AM. Well, it's Wednesday, which means a repeat, a replay of the 9 at 9 is coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. I saw on Twitter and Facebook last night a whole bunch of activity in reaction to Yossi Zwag's countdown based on your votes. If you've never voted for the 9 at 9, you can go right now to the 9 at 9 link at the very top at NahumSiegel.com. And those of you out there who, um, those of you out there who are, uh, anxious to hear the 9 at 9 but weren't able to tune in last night, it's coming up right after JM and the AM this morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So how cool is that? Followed by our album of the week, right? Is album of the week this morning? I believe it is. And, uh, that album of the week is uh, the Chevra, but not the Chevra that we've been playing over the last few years. We're talking about the Chevra from uh, many, many, many years ago, starring people like Dr. Mayor Abitan. Yes, yes, yes. That's the album of the week that's coming up at 10 o'clock this morning before the Z-Report live lunch with Yossi Zweig, which begins at 11 o'clock. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Galitzal, our news feed from Israel, is in the background as we get set to present it. Hey, a whole bunch of folks from Nefesh Benefesh, or at least those who were awarded the Bonate Sion Award from Nefesh Benefesh, are coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. I want to thank Egal Siegel had a great Nefesh Benefesh Homeward Bound program last night on our stream dedicated to employment and a whole bunch of other great things. 
Uh, Galay Tzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast next. ההרעלה בדירת המגורים בירושלים, דיירי רחוב שחל בשכונת גבעת מרדכי, מתבקשים להישאר בבתיהם עם החלונות סגורים. הכניסה לרחוב נחסמה, בית ספר סמוך פונה מתלמידים. בבית החולים שערי צדק נאלצו לקבוע את מותה של הפעוטה בת שנתיים, ששאפה חומר מסוכן בדירתה, שם נערכה הדברה לפני יומיים. אחותה בת ארבעה במצב קשה מאוד. שני אחים נוספים במצב בינוני וההורים במצב קל. הנה סגן מנהל בית החולים, דוקטור עובדיה שמש. החומר הזה נקרא פוספין, זה חומר מקובל להדברת חרקים. החומר הזה הוא חומר מאוד רעיל, והוא יכול כמובן לגרום לבני אדם מנזקים קלים עד מוות. כמו גזי עצבים, כמו יש הרבה אורגנופוספטים שעושים, משתמשים בהדברה, אותו דבר. זה חומר בעל יכולת רעילות מאוד גבוהה, שצריך מאוד להיזהר, ויש מה שנקרא הוראות בטיחות איך לטפל בעניין הזה ברגע שאתה עושה הדברה. כתובנו יותם ברגר ועידו בן בג'ים עוצרים שהמשטרה עיכבה על החקירה את המדביר שאחראי לפיזור הרעל. בראשון לציון נפצעה קשה תינוקת כבת שנה לאחר שנפלה בגינה ציבורית. צוות מד"א פינה אותה לטיפול בבית חולים. כתבתנו מדע שטייף מוסרת שנסיבות התאונה טרם ברורות. מבקר המדינה יוסף שפירא קורא להסדרת הסמכויות בתחום ההגנה על העורף, במיוחד כעת, על רקע הדריכות בדרום. כתבתנו יערה ברק שמעה את המבקר כשהגיש את הדוח השנתי בעניין השלטון המקומי ליושב ראש הכנסת. ההתחממות בגבול הדרום גורם לכך שצריך לשקול ועל הממשלה ראוי שהיא תחליט מי מטפל בנושא הזה בצורה כוללנית ולא לגרור רגליים בעניין הזה ואני מצפה שהממשלה אכן תעשה זאת בימים הקרובים. לאחר הרג המפגינים הבוקר בכיכר המרכזית של קייב, נשיא אוקראינה ייפגש לראשונה עם מנהיגי האופוזיציה. כתבתנו חן פישר. אחד ממנהיגי האופוזיציה באוקראינה צייץ בטוויטר כי הנשיא ויקטור ינקוביץ' הסכים להיפגש איתו ועם מנהיגים נוספים של המחאה לשיחות על המשבר. מוקדם יותר היום נהרגו לפחות שלושה מהמפגינים בעימותים עם כוחות הביטחון בבירה קייב. שינויים בהגדרת עבודה מועדפת לאחר הצבא, תחנות הדלק בחוץ, עבודות הבניין בפנים. שר הרווחה מאיר כהן הציג את השינויים. נתנו עדיפות ברורה מאוד למקצועות שבהם יש מכסות של עובדים זרים. בניין, סיעוד, חקלאות, ואת זה נתנו על חשבון ענפים כגון העבודה בתחנות דלק. את הדברים מביא כתבנו עומר קדרון. שוד בכנסיית המוחרקה בכרמל, כתבנו קובי מנדל. שלושה רעולי פנים המכירים היטב את מנזר המוחרקה שעל הכרמל, כפתו הלילה את אחד הנזירים, גנבו מהמקום את תכולת קופות הצדקה בסך כעשרת אלפים שקלים ונמלטו. הנזיר הצליח להשתחרר מכבליו לאחר זמן מה, והזעיק את המשטרה. טרם נעצרו חשודים. טניס באליפות אוסטרליה הפתוחה, רוג'ר פדרר העפיל לחצי הגמר לאחר שניצח לפני זמן קצר את אנדי מארי בארבע מערכות. אלה החדשות שעורך אילי לוין.
over Until, until you walk by his face Never judge another unless you are standing in his place Never judge another brother until you walk by his face Unless you're standing in his place J.M. in the A.M., a great tune from Yessi Green and company from the 8th Note that's called Al Tuddin here at J.M. in the A.M. Before that, the Cold Noir Boys Choir with Al Tira. Al Tashlucheni done by Yoel Sharabi and Soul Farm at Ozva Haddar from the very best of Kalbach Chabad and Breslov, a recent release from Soul Farm here at J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. It's Wednesday on this January 22nd, day 21 of the month of Shvat, Yeshiva League. Sports update will hopefully return this coming Tuesday at the JM and the AM. 
usually around this time, about 8.20 in the morning. Please keep in mind, Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea for Rafur Shlema. Shalom Avraham ben Peshalea for Rafur Shlema. And your help with that is a greatly appreciated. Originally, we thought we'd be speaking with Yeshiva University students who've been on some cool missions recently. That's postponed till tomorrow. They'll be visiting us tomorrow here at JM and the AM. Also, the Westside Institutional Synagogue has something interesting they're doing with the Super Bowl. That'll uh, be on our program tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM, so make sure to check it out. A replay of the 9 at 9 is coming up at 9 a.m. this morning right here at jmandtheam.org. Make sure to be tuned in right after our show, and you will hear the 9 at 9 is presented last night by Yossi Zweig. It was a uh, another great addition, which included a whole bunch of great selections. I believe Lipa was in the number one slot. Yeah, I believe Lipa was in the number one slot last night. Anyway, you'll hear the whole thing. I should not have said that, right? <laughs> I shouldn't have gone ahead and uh, and said that at this point. If someone missed it, then, you know, their chance to hear it again is uh, coming up at 9 o'clock. Album of the week is the Chevra from the 1980s. There have been a few uh, uh, different versions of the Chevra over the years. Uh, Shia Menlowitz had an amazing group called the Chevra back in the 1980s. We feature that uh, LP in Album of the Week coming up at 10 a.m. this morning, right before the Z-Report live lunch with Yassi Zwag. He also has a great Z-Report coming up. We'll give you details on that here at JM in the AM. Here is Lipa at JM in the AM. Kaf, kaf, 
J.M. in the A.M., that's Lipo with Kafal Kaf off the Hidden Spark. Wednesday, J.M. in the A.M., very cold out there, 11 degrees, minus 4, the wind chill. Make sure you bundle up and dress up properly. Boy, oh boy, it is cold tonight, the low of 5. Tomorrow night, the low of 6 degrees. My goodness. <laughs> J.M. in the A.M., this cold January Wednesday with Rabbi David Goldwasser. His words, Echonishmas, Harav Zebin, Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It once happened that there was a Jew who converted out. He later wanted to return to Judaism. He entered the shul. He laid down in front of the Aron Kodesh and began to cry bitter tears. He had tremendous regret over all that he had done. From that day on, he was very careful in every mitzvah. He came early to Davin to pray in the morning and stayed late at night. He helped wherever he could. In that community, there was a society called Tikkun Nefesh. They learned and davened together, especially on the yard site of those who had passed on. Two of the heads of the society wanted to ban this person from ever being a member of the Chevra. They came to the great Ksav Seifer, and they asked him the Shaila, the halachic question. They were waiting for a Psak, for the Ksav Sofer to codify the Halacha. The Ksav Sofer writes, I am sure that these people meant well. They think they're doing some kind of a mitzvah by shutting the door on a person who has committed such sins. However, now he is about tshuva. He has repented. His tshuva wipes out any and all of his past sins. Like it says, Omar Rabbi Abo, Mokum Shabbat Tshuva Oimdin, Rabbi Abo said, in the place where those who repent stand, Sadikun Gemurim Enam Yocholamodboy. Even a perfect Sadik cannot stand in that same place. The Rambam explains that a person who has done Tshuva, he tasted sin. He has much greater Nisyonas, much greater challenges in life to overcome than the Tzadik who never tasted the sin. The Mephoshim, our commentaries tell us that when a person does tshuva, zedonos nafochim lo that his sins become merits. So the deeper the abyss of his evil deeds, the greater are his merits for being oimed b'nisayon, for standing the test. Chazal tell us that even if a person sinned his whole life, and in the end he repents, he is then forgiven. Rambam says, Tshuva mechaperes, Tshuva atones, al kol on all sins. Afilu rosha kol yamov, even a person was evil all of his days. Vi osa tshuva, 
and then the person repents in his later days. They don't remind that person of anything to do with his former life. The Ksav Seifer concludes, one is not allowed to wrong a person by means of words, such as saying to one who has done tshuva, remember what you did in the past. The Ksav Seifer says, they should ask him forgiveness, they should welcome him into the society and treat him as an ish chashuv, an important person. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day.
That's the Maccabees, of course, on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. 11 degrees, very cold out there. Make sure you're bundled up as you head outside. That's for sure. We'll check in with some of our friends from Nefesh Benefesh, the uh, inaugural, <coughs> excuse me, the inaugural Bonate Sion prizes have been given out, awarded to Anglo Olim, who made a significant contribution to the state of Israel. We will uh, speak with some of them and find out some of those stories coming up right here. At JM in the AM. Partly cloudy and windy today with a high temperature of 18. The low tonight at 5, tomorrow night at 6. So we're dealing with a couple of really cold days. Make sure you've got your, uh, your warm, uh, clothing, overcoats, scarves, gloves, etc. at the ready. Check out our community calendar online. Gives you an idea of what's happening in the, uh, in the community. A whole bunch of stuff that's going on in different cities. Around our listening area, uh, go to jmtheam.org, click on community calendar, and feel free to uh, add whatever events you'd like. A reminder, coming up at 9 o'clock this morning, the 9 at 9 replay from last night. Yassi Zweig will count down the top nine songs based on your votes. Album of the week is the uh, Hevra from the 1980s. That's right. The Hevra from before the Hevra from back in the 1980s. That's coming up between... 10 and 11 this morning on the stream at jmtheam.org. And live lunch coming up with Yossi Zweig. It is a Z-Report live lunch. And I will um, I'll tell you some of the things he has planned from 11 until 1 today during that two-hour Z-Report live lunch presentation <clears throat> here at jmtheam.org. Oh, and I want to thank him, by the way. He tossed in a uh, a schlock rock selection yesterday during the 9 at 9 in honor of the uh, big halftime show, the kosher halftime show. That's going to be happening on February the 2nd at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, Z-Report update. Not only is he going to be premiering between 11 and 1 today a track off Michal Schnitzler's brand new CD, um, 
Yodukenst. I hope that that's the right pronunciation. Yes, you can is the name. It's expected in stores early next week. He'll also speak with Michal about his brand new album, the title, and much, much more. So Michal Schnitzler, not only will you hear the debut of his new cut and the brand new CD, you'll actually hear him in conversation with Yossi Zweig between 11 o'clock and 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We call it a Z-Report live lunch on Wednesdays at jmandtheam.org. More coming up, including this one from Yaakov Shweki.
J.M. and the A.M., the Willig family, off of the uh, album entitled Lay Vavos. Wrapping up the hour for us at J.M. and the A.M. Before that, Benny Freeman with Dor Acharon. You heard Avram, or Avram Free with Agut Vach off the uh, Amachaya CD. Osim Shuva was from Yaakov Shweki and his brand new album. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Well, we mentioned that um, we set aside some time this morning for some heroes of the Jewish people. Nefesh Benefesh, uh, many of you are aware of the fact they announced recently uh, the six recipients of the newly launched Bonate Sion Prize, an award recognizing outstanding Anglo-Olim who encapsulate the spirit of modern-day Zionism by contributing in a significant way toward the state of Israel. Over 200 Olim from English-speaking countries, including, of course, the U.S. and Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, the U.K. and Canada, were nominated for the Nefesh Benefesh Bonate Sion 2014 Prize. Prize recipients were chosen by committee members in different categories, each of the winners awarded $10,000, and there will be a special ceremony in Jerusalem that will commemorate the event. The the list, before we even get, uh, which we will later this morning, to some of the people who won the award, the list of committee members chosen to um, decide who gets the award is extremely impressive. I mean, if you see the list, and it's online, if you check out the list, it really is an impressive one. Uh, and Barbara Goldstein, who's one of those people, is with us live via telephone from Jerusalem. She is Deputy Executive Director of Hadassah Israel and joins us live via telephone. Thank you so much for being with us this morning at JM in the AM. It's a pleasure. It brings back old memories of traveling the Garden State Parkway from Metuchen to take my kids to... Solomon Schechter. I greatly appreciate that. Today you'd have to really slow down on the parkway because of the <laughs> the snow situation. But <laughs> I don't miss it. I don't miss it. <laughs> that is one part I guess you don't miss. First, give us an update on Hadassah and specifically Hadassah Israel. I mean, what can you tell us about the uh, iconic organization? The 330,000 members of Hadassah USA uh, in Israel to all the projects. Hadassah Israel has its own membership as well of several thousand members, uh, started by Olim, Olot, uh, who wanted still to connect to uh, all of Hadassah's projects and uh, be connected to the work of the United States, but they also take on uh, many Israelis have joined those ranks. And uh, Hadassah is um, part of the Bonet in Medinat Yisrael, Bonei Medinat Yisrael, along with the Karen Kayemet and uh, the members of the Yishuv and the World Zionist Organization. So we're very proud that for 101 years uh, we continue uh, to do that and to work with uh, Olim through Youth Aliyah, Liat HaNoah, started in the 30s. And I guess um, I feel privileged uh, to represent uh, Hadassah here in Yerushalayim, and uh, then I made Aliyah. I bought all those Zionist speeches I gave for 40 years. <laughs> you finally fell for it, huh? <laughs> I said, yeah, I believe that woman. What am I doing there? The uh, It's funny because you're probably speaking to thousands 
of Hadassah members because you, I hope so. You know that there are people from across the spectrum of Jewish life, some of whom may have no connection whatsoever on a regular basis to our heritage and tradition. But when it comes to Hadassah, for for for, for that, they 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 give all their attention, or certainly a significant amount of their volunteerism. Well, we're very proud of that, but we always hope that your affiliation with Hadassah leads you, you know, uh, to to a life of gemilus uh, chasadim, of uh, always fulfilling uh, mitzvot, and that um, uh, we still we worry and we can concern about Jewish continuity. And then I always say to people, and I travel a lot in America speaking, that uh, there are some 300 million people in America in the last census census and there were 294 million them and there are six million of us and who will care for us if we don't right well that's certainly a good point uh barbara goldstein with us live from jerusalem deputy executive director at hadassah in israel um so you were given among other people a very distinguished list you were given the task by nefesh benefesh to choose the bonate Sion winners essentially to look for people like yourself or to acknowledge people like yourself who have made an amazing contribution to life in Israel after having come from an English-speaking country, whether recently or even many, many years ago. Evaluate this task for us. What was it like being handed this assignment? Very difficult because, uh, for the most part, American uh, English-speaking Jews, American Jews, did not made Aliyah over all the years, right. but uh, never went into political life in Israel. We always came here to really uh, to build the country, and many went to Kibbutzim. They were in Hachsharai, in, in uh, Hightstown, New Jersey, wherever they came from, other places, and um, they went into social work and social services and education and uh, as physicians. So. Here and, and now in the last 10, 15 years or more, uh, also becoming entrepreneurs. And uh, it, 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 it's an amazing list of people who uh, have come from the United States and become part of the fabric of Israel and um, remain, of course, in Israel and have uh, made such contributions. So it was a very difficult it was a very difficult task. And Every one that was chosen, you wanted to choose two more. Yeah, I was just going to say that I guess the real problem was that essentially everybody who you were handed in terms of trying to evaluate, all of them deserved some type of prize, right? Correct. <laughs> everybody, everybody. I mean, I, I think, you know, all the Anglo-Jews are bonetziont virushalayim. Right, no question about it. Barbara Goldstein is with us. From Israel, were you given a specific category? Were you given just a a general? No, we were given all the categories, and um, people uh, uh, people submitted names uh, and recommendations, and uh, went from uh, very young to uh, people in their eighties. Uh, in in the different in different fields. So really, nobody was shut out of this process. I mean, people who are no not, one. anybody who was nominated could have been any age, could have been in Israel for a year or forty years. Correct. And, Correct. And as you said, could have explored or or gotten into any walk of life in the Holy Land. I mean, they could have been doing. Correct. They could be doing anything. So I mean, obviously, we're not going to ask you specifically about specific people, but you did see the final list. Of the recipients, I would assume that based on what you're saying, uh, and as difficult a process as it was, you have no problem with who was chosen in the end. 
Absolutely not. Absolutely right. no. No problem whatsoever. It's just that, uh, thank God it was not only you who was asked to judge, correct? Uh, yeah, I would not have been one to be by myself. <laughs> That's for sure. And the other thing is that uh, those people could be nominated next year. Yeah, no question about it. I'm sure the award will be around for a while, and other people uh, could certainly win. Barbara Goldstein is with us, Deputy Executive Director of Hadassah Israel. So you, you said you fell for your own message about getting to the Holy Land, and I saw in your bio you were actually in Israel during the Yom Kippur War. That's correct, right? Yes, yes. So, uh, I've been coming to Israel since I was uh, 17 years old. I came on a Machon HaKayetz, a summer institute program. And at 18, I decided I wanted to devote my life to the Jewish people, and I thought I could make a difference. So would you... I'm not sure I did, but... Uh, and I'm loud, rude, and aggressive, so I came home. <laughs> well, you fit right in, huh? Yes, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, I, th- this may sound silly the way I put it, because so many people have gone to Israel in, in quote-unquote regular times and have fallen in love with the land. Mm-hmm. But, the, but does the fact that you were there during the M. Kippur War, did that uh, affect your desire to get back there yes. as soon as possible? Yes, yes, you see. And uh, my kids were very young. Uh, the nine-year-old, when we left, said, I'm coming back here to live. And she spent most of, a lot of time in a bunker and in shelters and uh, uh, a lot of things that, uh, you know, one should not have to be, uh, do at nine years old. And uh, the minute she graduated high school from Solomon Texas, she made Aliyah. Wow. And um, she's 51 years old with now the third child going into the Army. So, uh, yes, it, it uh, solidified that... Um, the bonds that unite us are unbelievable, and that uh, it's a privilege that we're the first generation in 2,000 years that can call Israel home and have an address here. What city is she living in? She lives in Meitar. Meitar is a suburb of Beersheba. Wow. People think it's big halutziut to go live in the Negev. Actually, it's like the Savion of the South, but it's still the South. <laughs> it's that good, huh? <laughs> it's, yeah. It may be the South. Uh, I mean, and uh, the truth is that the train goes from Al-Lazarov in uh, the Al-Lazarov station in Tel Aviv to Beersheba in 54 minutes. Unbelievable. It takes me sometimes by car to get to the train station in Jerusalem, 54 minutes. So compare that journey to the old days. Huh? And I'm, not talking about right. bibl- I'm not talking about biblical times. I'm talking about just when you were first right. in Israel. <laughs> uh, and finally, what is your, I mean, give, give us your, I, I would assume, especially if you were chosen to be part of their committee, that obviously you have favorable impressions of the work of Nefesh Benefesh, but the, the way they've uh, consolidated the Aliyah process must be very impressive to someone like yourself. I, I think it was long overdue. And uh, the sadness for me is that there are still so few um, uh, who, who make Aliyah. Uh, in, in a vast uh, United States of America, being the largest Jewish community outside of Israel in the world, uh, I would think, you know, we could have seven, eight, ten thousand. But then again, once upon a time, I thought there, would, there should be twenty, thirty thousand a year that came of young people. And through birthright, they do now. Right. So um, it's not a simple commitment, but I believe if you start um, when you're young and you train and you, and you learn of why living in Israel, there is nothing comparable for a Jew, uh, that um, that will increase. And Nefesh Benefesh has uh, not only consolidated it, but been there to help people through the process yeah. and uh, to give them incentives and uh and there are now communities 
And uh, the truth is that um, most come from the modern Orthodox uh, community. I'm proud to say that, and uh, because that it's be the language that Jews speak from the Torah and the Tanakh and from the liturgy uh, speak to us and cause us to want to come here. And when we say Bona Yerushalayim in the morning, Shabchi Yerushalayim in the morning, we're here. We're looking at it. Well, I will tell you, if your desire is to uh, get more people to come there, Barbara, I think this conversation may just spur a couple to move to the Holy Land. I promise, anybody who's listening and they make Aliyah, I offer them my sweet and sour meatballs, invite them to my house, <laughs> to my sweet and sour meatballs. I look forward to seeing you in the Holy well, Land. Hopefully it can get anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, have a great day. Barbara Goldstein is the Executive Director of Hadassah's Office in Israel, one of the judges, one of the committee members chosen to choose the uh, Bonetzion awardees from Nefesh Benefesh. I am expecting the uh, head of Nefesh Benefesh to join us, Rabbi Fass, in minutes if you keep it here at JM of the AM.
going to get used to this song eventually i'm telling you he's going to get really into it i'm telling you this song might even make our kosher halftime show with lenny solomon and schlock rock making aliyah today when you hear it on jam and the am you know it means it or by yoshua fast or by josh fast the leader of nefesh benefesh is with us live this time it's via telephone rabbi fast welcome back to jm and the am Thank you so much, and good morning to you. Good morning. It's such a pleasure to speak to you. Big announcement. It happened just a few days ago that Nefesh Benefesh announced the recipients of the inaugural Bonetzion Prize. In fact, we just spoke a few minutes ago with Barbara Goldstein, who was on your committee, uh, to select the prize winners. And we've mentioned to our audience many times uh, who was among the, uh, the prize winners. Why did you feel it was necessary? Why do you think this was a good idea? to institute a Bonate Sion prize? There were three reasons, actually, Nachum. First reason is that I wanted individuals who are sitting on the fence in America, in Canada, in Britain, wherever they are, to see that people can move to Israel and not just survive, but they can thrive. And they can impact, and they can professionally grow, and they can make a dent in Israel society. And I want individuals to realize that they can follow their footsteps. Hopefully they can be inspired by individuals who've come before them and had such incredible lives here and careers here in Israel. Second is that I think Israelis need to see the Anglo commitment and contribution to Israel society after Aliyah. We are, our numbers may be disproportionate to the other great waves of Aliyah, but our impact is no less significant. Mm. And the third... It's just uh, parenthetical. You talk about North American Aliyah, people usually focus, which is good, on the last 10, 11 years of Nefesh Benefesh experience. And I really wanted to give back to all the Olim who's made it, who've made it, who moved since uh, 48, and to show them that uh, Nefesh actually acknowledges and applauds their decisions and their moves and the impact that they've made since the Hakamat Dina, since the establishment of the State of Israel. Well, three great reasons. I hope all of those reasons will inspire people to uh, either call or log on to the Nefesh Benefesh website and find out more about heading to the Holy Land. Recipients of the 2014 Nefesh Benefesh Bonate Sion Prize include Joseph Gitler of Leket Israel, Rabbanit uh, Malka Bina, founder and chancellor of Matan, Yosef Abramowitz, who's going to join us later, CEO and co-founder of Energia Global Capital. It'll be a miracle if I'll know what uh, if, I'll, if I'll know how to ask him a question about what he does. But I'm going to try my best. <laughs> uh, Professor Jeffrey Hausdorf, a neuro director of neurodynamics at the Gate Research Lab at Tel Aviv Sarasky Medical Center. Yaakov Kirshen, who many people have enjoyed over the years, creator of Dry Bones, and Lieutenant Nira Lee. 
IDF and National Service Young Leadership category. She's the head of Hasbara at the headquarters of the Coordinator of Government Activities in what is called the Territories. Also the Lifetime Achievement Award, and I'm looking forward to speaking with Dr. Glick. Dr. Professor Shimon Glick uh, received the award. He's been at Ben-Gurion uh, University and has been a tremendous force in the field of medicine in Israel. It is amazing, by the way, and i got, I got to get – by the way, before I even laud the committee – I've got to tell you, I've got to laud the people uh, on the committee that chose the committee. It's incredible the the um, uh, a wonderful, diverse, both in age and in the the work they've done and the impact they've had in the Jewish world of the committee of uh, of people who selected the Bonatio and awardees. I think I think more time may have gone into that than, <laughs> than into choosing the awardees. You know what I mean? I tell you, the people on the committee itself all deserve Bonatio Award. Exactly. Um, because they've all made unbelievable contributions to the state of Israel, and many of them are in themselves. It was such an emotional morning, um, the selection committee process, at least for me. I think for many of the people in the room. But for me, just to have an idea a year ago and to see it actualized and to sit in the King David Hotel around the table with Gabi Ashkenazi and Rabbi Wine and Coletta Vital and, uh, you, know, you know, Professor Yonatan Alevi and Chaim Waxman, just the diversity of the committee and just the air of professionalism. They all took this extremely seriously. They all did their homework. We sent them all reviews of applications and, 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 and filters and Facebooks and all of the different candidates. And we're talking about over 200-plus incredible submissions. Wow. And they all came in with their notes. It was, it was remarkable. You see Gabi Ashkenazi walk into, you know, with all of the security detail, walk into the room with all of these uh, papers underneath, you know, in his arm that he spent hours in the previous days reviewing and doing notes and asking questions. And, and just to, to see the, the number of submissions of just extraordinary people who have made such an incredible impact in, on Israel society. It would, it, if no one ever submits another application for the next few years, we're, we have enough awardees yeah. for the next five to six years. That's just, true. It was an incredibly challenging morning, and it was it was fun, and it was diverse, and it, it was, there was respect around the table from very diverse sectors of Israeli society and Anglo populations. But it was a beautiful morning. In fact, Barbara said, "Thank God they're continuing the award for next year, so at least they didn't feel the pressure that it's a, a one-time thing." And somebody who's nominated has a chance to actually pick it up, uh, you know, down the road. Uh, Rabbi Josh Fass, Rabbi Yoshua Fass, with us live via telephone from Nefesh Menefesh headquarters in Israel. All right, a couple of questions. I'll, I, I never have you on without asking you something specific about what's been on my mind regarding uh, Israel. In fact, that may be a reason for you to keep me here, because <laughs> while I still remain here, I still continue to have a uh, an incredible curiosity about what's happening regarding... Don't ever blame your justification <laughs> of me. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, Yigal Siegel last night did a uh, another Homeward Bound show, and one of the things they discussed with Rachel Berger was starting a new business in Israel. What would you say? You've you've always addressed the doctors, you've always addressed the lawyers, you've addressed every I think every occupation conceivable. You've addressed to this audience. What would you say about those who are real entrepreneurs who simply want to take a financial investment and start a new business in Israel? We have we have we set up a certain amount of professional mentors to help these people who are coming. My first recommendation is do not the moment that you land, um, all of a sudden invest in a new in a new corporation, a new entity. You have right. to kick the tires a bit, kick the tires of just 
of what are the bureaucratic hurdles there are, just the logistics of different laws, both economic, both legal, that a person has to do a lot of homework. Um, we've seen really, uh, we've seen success stories. We've also seen failures, but we've seen success stories of individuals who did their proper homework, found the proper partners, found the proper investors, and, and they launched businesses. And a lot of, we're seeing a lot of individuals also who changed their careers. Sometimes at the point of their lives that they made Aliyah, they're like, you know what, I don't want to get retrained. I don't want to get relicensed. Yeah. I've always wanted this. This always was a hobby of mine. I feel passionate about this. You know, maybe I just changed this and maybe make it into a business. And we've seen people, we've seen people launch into different businesses here in Israel. So, and you know this market very well. Obviously, you're from here. I, I guess essentially what you're saying is if you have a dream that might work here as a small business or even larger one, no reason why it can't work there if you do your homework properly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And there's so much, uh, every day, uh, literally every day, I see another opportunity. Um, sometimes I bemoan the fact that I'm in the nonprofit sector, but <laughs> there's, there's, there are so many opportunities here in Israel that one can launch into into profitable right. business and small businesses here in Israel. And Rabbi Fass, uh, you know that I always... Um, I always express, whether publicly or privately, I always express to you, you know, different areas in Israel I would love to live in. And it might have to do with the 11-degree weather and the 10 inches of snow on the ground right now. But my latest kick is to make Aliyah to a lot. And I wanted to know, because we were debating this in Shul on Shabbos, do you have Nefesh Benefesh Olim who have made Aliyah to a lot? Absolutely. You do? Sure. I have mentors in this area? Yes, you do. I mean, they're in the hotel business, uh, but uh, if you ever want to change your career now, there's always an opportunity to get some professional mentorship in a lot. Maybe I could become a maitre d' at one of their restaurants or hotels. Who knows? Sure. Um, someone said to me, because I was under the impression that, uh, you know, someone of my background wouldn't be comfortable there, but I was told there's an Ashkenazic minion in a lot. I was told there are Anglos who've been living in Israel for a while who have moved down to a lot. And our mem- our, so, so, hey, this may work out better than I thought. And some and new restaurants are starting to develop there as well with a good uh, hashgacha. So someone told me there's someone told me there's no sales tax in a lot. Have you heard that? Correct, correct. There's reduced sales tax in, in a lot as well. Incentives yeah. from the government to to populate the south. There you go. Well. Uh, that that's this week's dream. Who knows? You never know. Uh, Rabbi Josh Fast, we congratulate all the amazing Bonate Sion Prize winners. Have you chosen a date yet? By the way, for the ceremony for the big uh, for the big day in Jerusalem, we are waiting right now for two responses. One response from the Knesset. We're trying to book a date and have an event either in the Knesset itself with uh, top politicians, hopefully maybe even the prime minister attending or in the president's house, in the Beit Hanassi. So whoever answers first, we'll, we'll announce the date and we'll announce the, the ceremony details. And you're aiming for what, for February or even later on? Uh, February or early March. Uh, early March already is our mega events, and all of a sudden we're planning, you know, right. the health staff is focused on summer 2014 and all the facilitation that needs to happen. So I really hope that happens by the end of February. Hey, uh, everybody, you know how to get a hold of Rabbi Fass's staff. If you listen to this show, you know how. 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. You can go to the web, N-B-N, that's for Nefesh Benefesh, N-B-N.org.il, N-B-N.org.il. If you're, what have we learned in this conversation? If you're a young entrepreneur, check it out. If you want to live in a lot, 
check it out. And we learned a whole bunch. <laughs> and we learned a whole bunch of other things as well from Rabbi Fast. That's what we've learned. That's what we've learned from this conversation. <laughs> we've learned that someone we have to resketch <laughs> our, our, our timeline for this. Okay. okay. You know, you have a go south program. I may want to chair the go very south program. All right. Very south. You very like south. That? <laughs> I'm where Egypt if you want. I'm going to look for a sponsor for that program. I can I can see getting into that. Trust me. I I just love the weather down there, even in August. Rabbi my fast. How do you like that? Mazal tov. Even in August. Mazal tov to you and all the honorees. We look forward to announcing the big ceremony and the mega events and everything else as things heat up in 2014, as you mentioned. And our best to everybody at Nefesh Benefesh. Thank you so much, and to all your listeners. Thank you so much. Rabbi Fast leads Nefesh Benefesh. I think I got to convince Lenny to do this during the kosher halftime show. Yeah, we're presenting a kosher halftime show on our uh, website February the second, right after the first half. And I think this has got to be in it. How could Lenny and I have anything to do with the halftime show and not put in one of the uh, most famous Aliyah parodies, huh? Thirty in the morning on a Wednesday, eleven degrees. Oh no wonder I'm thinking of a lot all morning. Eleven with a wind chill of minus four. Oh boy, low tonight at five. The low tomorrow night six degrees. My goodness, Wednesday at JM in the AM.
JM and the AM with Soul Farm. We're spending some time this morning talking about the Bonate Sion Awardees and the uh, Bonate Sion Award that has been given, the Bonate Sion Prize given by Nefesh Benefesh for 2014, recognizing those who have... Uh, who are outstanding Anglo-Olim, who encapsulate the spirit of modern-day Zionism by contributing in a significant way toward the state of Israel. I mentioned that I, I hope I'll be able to at least ask a question to Yosef Abramowitz. He's COVID, I say it like that because uh, he is involved in uh, solar energy and that whole category, and sometimes it's difficult for a guy like me to talk about those things. I'm going to try my best. <laughs> Yosef Abramowitz is CEO and co-founder of Energia Global pa- uh, Capital and co-founder of the Arava Power Company. Nobel Prize-nominated educator, activist-turned-solar-energy ter- uh, entrepreneur and the founding father of Israel's $20 billion solar market, along with his partners, made Aliyah from the USA in 2006. Yosef Abramowitz, thank you so much for joining us here at JM in the AM. Thank you. I know little about science and technology, but I'm going to try my best. First of all, is it shocking to you at this point that more countries are not exploring solar energy? Uh, it, it's, it's more than shocking. It's a, it's a travesty. When, when you look at the um, literally the, je- the death and destruction that's happening worldwide, you look at the 5,000 people killed in the Philippines, uh, um, you, you look at the superstorms that keep, you know, hitting all of us, or the massive droughts in Africa that are undermining farming and killing livestock. Um, it's because we're we're destroying our, our, our planet, and there's there's plenty of sun. Uh, there's more than enough sun. God has given us a uh, renewable, clean resource uh, that the scientists say will be around for another four billion years. Um, and so uh, we, we, we hope to be able to demonstrate from Israel uh, that this is possible and it's worthwhile, and uh, let's do it. it I mean, uh, it, it, what are the, uh, not to ask you, you know, to defend or present the other side, but, but what have been the drawbacks? What, what has been holding up uh, human progress in the area of solar energy? Look, historically, solar power has been more expensive uh, than the current pricing, but the, the prices have dropped so significantly that we're at grid parity uh, in about a third of the world, meaning that the cost of a solar kilowatt hour is the same or cheaper than from conventional energy, and, um, and that's, that's going to be true soon for, for half the planet. So it has been traditionally more expensive, and there's this little issue called nighttime, um, and so, therefore, you always do need to have some kind of backup for now. But soon, I think some Israeli uh, innovators will break through with some storage uh, capacity that can that can resolve that. Understood. So, solar panels in Israel, for those of us who have visited there often, uh, it's quite common, right? And it's not just in areas that I've been to. It's all over the state, correct? So, yes and no. Ben Gurion early on uh, mandated that the hot water was going to be heated with a kind of solar panel. That's, that's, for, that's for water, that's for heat. We're using a different kind of solar panel, which now there is more and more that you can see, not yet enough, um, that, that takes the light and turns it in, into electricity. Uh, so it's different than just heating something up. We're talking about getting what we would call, I guess, uh, as a layman, we would call real power, real, real electricity, right? That's the difference between... The difference between the two things you just mentioned is that one... 
Hello? Oh. I was wondering. <laughs> I, I, I thought Yosef Abramowitz was stunned at my question, but obviously we had trouble with our phone line. Hopefully he'll reconnect with us in just a moment. Yosef Abramowitz is our guest, CEO and co-founder of Energia Global Capital, co-founder of Arava Power Company, a Nobel Prize-nominated educator, activist-turned-solar energy entrepreneur, and founding father of Israel's $20 billion solar market, along with his partners. He is uh, Israel's premier solar energy pioneer, continuing to develop Israel's solar power market while also exporting his values of clean energy. He embodies positive and powerful Hasbara as his effort showcase Israel and, by extension, the Jewish people as a compassionate, driven provider of renewable energy development for the betterment of the world. Yosef, are you there? Yeah, I, I think some of the uh, oil company executives are getting very nervous and uh, cut the line. So, that, but but we're, we're back. That could be. So I was asking you, so, so the solar panels that I am mo- more used to, that's for heating water. The ones you're describing would provide what, what a layman, I guess, would call real electricity or energy to a home. Correct. There you have it. Okay, I was able to get that difference. Well, Mazal Tov to you on the Bone Sion Prize. Was this a shock to you that you were nominated and that you were eventually chosen as recipient of the inaugural Bone Sion Prize? You know, Israel is blessed with so many wonderful entrepreneurs. Like, it's, you know, we are a startup nation, and within startup nation there are so many great uh, Anglo entrepreneurs and leaders so it's uh, you know certainly a great honor i definitely want to acknowledge my partners uh uh david rosenblatt who's from new jersey so he's in your area right. uh and ed hoffman who's uh kibbutz Ketura, who made aliyah from holland so they, they don't qualify because they didn't come on uh, nefesh benefesh but we're we're proud as a family to have made aliyah from boston to kibbutz Ketura, and we're now in jerusalem and to have made Aliyah with Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, Yosef Abramowitz is with us. So uh, what about the United States? For those of us who uh, still are concerned about this country, are they coming around on this whole issue of solar energy? Or are, are, they, are they basically in the same camp as the one you described earlier, that as the price goes down, they're going to explore it more and more? So California is doing great, uh, and some big fields are about to come online. Uh, some of them, you know, Israeli-inspired, by the way. Uh, New Jersey's had a decent solar policy, but frankly, the utilities, um, the utilities are not embracing it the way um, the world needs them to. Uh, America could exercise much greater leadership if, uh, let's say, Obama would use his executive powers um, uh, against the coal-fired plants that are the most polluting and the most uh, emitting of greenhouse gas emissions. Um, but the way, the way we do it here in Israel is called the feed-in tariff, so where we sign a deal with the electric company for 20 years, right. and then we know what we're being paid. In the States, we're unfortunately using tax credits that are a bit convoluted and need certain renewals by Congress, which creates uh, uncertainty. Um, so uh, America could and should be doing so much more. Well, you just described uh, you, you just described the relationship you have with the power company in Israel. I mean, is that something that could happen you know, with, with somebody and Con Ed or somebody in PSE&G, or they're not interested in this type of arrangement? You know, uh, we're seeing some small examples in the states of maybe some feeding tariffs, but. Um, Utilities are very comfortable uh, in America. They hold a lot of sway. I mean, if you take a look, uh, two years ago during the BP spill right. uh, is when the vote came up in the Senate, the climate bill, 
So at the height of the worst, like, oil and gas, you know, spill in world history, right? Uh-huh. Uh, the bill goes up and fails in the Senate. Uh, that shows you how powerful some of these oil and gas companies are. Um, America should be a leader, and uh, it's more like a follower uh, behind Europe. So in can- Other than uh, California and a little bit of New Jersey. So when candidates comp- campaign and talk about you know, ridding ourselves of dependency on energy from other countries, et cetera, et cetera. There's a lot that can be done, but they they might be feeling political pressure not to go in that direction. Look, uh, this, uh, the bottom line is greed. I mean, uh, you know, you're up against, whenever you're up against any kind of near monopoly, uh, it's very hard for the, the new guys to get in. And um, the environmental uh, and climate arguments don't seem to be enough to sway, um, to, to sway whether you know state houses or, or Congress or key decision makers. You have to go to economics, but the economics are actually very skewed. Here in Israel, we're about to move into a very enlightened um, new system for solar power, which is called grid parity, and that grid parity is the the government is saying, okay, well, how much are what's the environmental savings and what's that worth? Oh, what's the health? savings and benefits. What's that worth? What's the energy security? And then they're looking at the benefit of solar versus conventional, and they realize, oh my God, it's the same price. So hopefully um, Israel in the next month is going to pass this very new uh, enlightened sense of... um, uh, of comparison, and then maybe the U.S. can follow Israel's lead. I assume you have at least hundreds of employees in your company, right? (laughs) Hundreds of employees. Well, that day should come. But uh, we're proud to say that uh, out of a power, where I'm a co-founder, um, but I'm not on staff, uh, has uh, 35 people, and uh, half of them are Olim. Yeah, know, that was my point. I, I, didn't, I, to, yeah, I didn't bring yeah, it up. I didn't bring it up to pry. My point was I was going to ask about the Olim. And also, are, are, is a good percentage very young people? You have people in their 20s in your company? Yeah, we, we see that a lot, it's a balance, because you, you need experienced engineers and uh, finance people as well. It's a complicated business. But this really, you're tapping on something. We get so many, like, uh, inquiries, people wanting young people right out of college or in college, graduate school, wanting to intern, to want to come to Israel, want to work in green energy. And there's only so many places we can... Um, you know, people that we can we can take. Uh, we have interns both at Energia Global Capital here in Jerusalem, and in Herzliya is where Arava Power uh, is based. Right. And um, uh, it does speak to the sensibilities of the next generation, but it's it's a hybrid. Want to wish you a Mazal Tov, and I thank you for joining us, Yosef Abramowitz, one of the winners of the Bonate Sion Prize for 2014. Again, thank you, and Kolakavod. I hope you're. I'm sure this conversation will inspire others. Uh, to look into the future of the state of Israel. Amen. Please, God. Thank you. We should finally be a renewable light unto the nation. <laughs> very good. Amen. <laughs> J.M. and the A.M. More coming up on a very special Wednesday morning.
tai 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 with all the amazing names and incredible people that uh, have been included in the 2014 uh, Bonate Sion uh, Prize winners from Nefesh Benefesh. Um, and there are some amazing names, some of whom we spoke with uh, this morning, of course. One of the names that stood out to us, Professor Shimon Glick, who was given the Lifetime Achievement Prize by Nefesh Benefesh. He made Aliyah in 1974 from the U.S., He's Professor and Dean Emeritus of the Faculty of Health Sciences at Ben-Gurion University. The uh, Lifetime Achievement Award was bestowed on Professor Glick, who made Aliyah after leaving a successful career in the U.S. to help found Ben-Gurion University's Faculty of Medicine. He specializes in endocrinology research and treatment and is a world leader in the teaching of practice of medical humanism and medical ethics. Also developed the curriculum in medical ethics at Ben-Gurion continues to serve as a role model for students worldwide and is extremely active even after all these years. Professor Glick, what an amazing honor it is for us to welcome you to JM in the AM. Hello to you. Hello. It's a pleasure and honor here for me, too. Did they seek you out? Was there a committee that came to the U.S. to bring you to Ben-Gurion and to get you into the Beersheba area, or this was something that you discovered? I heard they were opening a new medical school. I wrote them, and at the same time, the president and dean of the medical school was looking for people, and one of my friends was in Jerusalem on sabbatical, and he said, I have just a time for you, so our letters crossed. I wrote him, and he wrote me simultaneously. <laughs> so, so they both seeked you out, and you sought them out. <laughs> right, and the letters crossed. I didn't answer his letter, he didn't answer my letter, we just sent each other letters, and that's the shit of work out. And when you meet newcomers, and for a moment, we'll, we'll get to the medical field in a second, but in terms of geography, when you meet newcomers to the Beersheba area and the southern area of Israel in general, you could tell them what it was like in the 1970s, a little bit different than today, correct? Yes, we had one skyscraper in Beersheba. It was a 14-story building, and that was like the, <laughs> the, the site. If you want to know, it's near the 14-story building. That was it. Now we have the place is full of... 20-story buildings, 28-story buildings. It's, it's a city. We have traffic lights. We even have traffic jams. Unbelievable. So they'll have real traffic reports as well. And um, and and what about the uh, uh, the medical facility? I mean, how has it grown at Ben Gurion University over all these decades? Well, we are now uh, the medical school is is really a leading medical school. It's very well recognized, and its graduates are sought in all these schools, all the hospitals of Israel. The hospital with which we are, you know, integrated right. is the, the busiest emergency room in Israel. Uh, we had almost with the most births, but now Sharitirik just passed us about 15,000 births a year. Uh, busiest operating room. I mean, it's, it's a whole, a whole world. It, that, I would assume that, I would assume that's Soroka, right? Yes, that's Soroka. That's we're, we're basically on the same campus. You know, we're next to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, so many people, uh, I, I, I don't know if you felt this in the early 70s or not, but I mean, I even remember as a kid that, uh, you know, people questioned the level of, uh, of medical competency in a young country like Israel. Was that something you encountered at the beginning that people didn't know, you know, if it was going in a very positive direction at that time? Well, you know, we we had uh, problems of resources. The medical school opened, you know, right after the 
war. Right. So by any any logical, uh, rational way, we shouldn't have opened the letter. So we had no resources. But, you know, in Israel, you don't ask questions, too. And, and that we've been like, a great success. We're focusing this morning on people like yourself and others who have been uh, such a symbol for Aliyah and getting to Israel and making such an impact on Israeli society. What would you say to young people specifically in the medical field in the United States who are considering moving to Israel? What kind of insight can you give them into the industry now in the Holy Land? Well, when, when, when a few years ago they used to say there's a, short, there's a surplus of doctors in Israel, but now there is a pers- there are now are promising there already is a shortage of physicians. So there is now open, are openings for physicians, and I think uh, it's a great place to come. Well, there you have it. If you, want, if, you, if you want to, you know, contribute to a country, if you want to live well professionally, you're not going to make as much money as you do in the United States, but I think you're not going to starve and you're going to have a good, good life. Yeah, and you believe in that kind of stuff. <laughs> and outside of the medical field, I'm sure you would say it's a much more enhanced life as well, right? Yeah, well, first of all, in medicine, I think in medicine, America is having tremendous problems in medicine, organizing health care, as you were. And in Israel, uh, we, I think nobody bankrupts because they were sick, and I think the system is actually better in many ways. Um, knowing you, and, and I do remember visiting you in Beersheba, you and your wonderful children, uh, many, many years ago, but I, I would doubt that you're, that you're very focused on the fact that you've gotten this award, but I, I have to ask you, uh, your reaction when you were told that you are the lifetime achievement winner in this Bonate Sion Award from Nefesh Benefesh. So what was your reaction? Any award you get is very gratifying. Uh, and, you know, it was, it was a very nice surprise and a very, you know, makes you feel good. I, I uh, send best regards to your entire family, and thank you so much for joining us this morning. It's an honor to speak with you on the air. Well, thank you, and uh, keep up the good work, Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, amen to that. They're doing incredible work. Professor Shimon Glick, one of the legendary names in Israel, was the lifetime, is the lifetime achievement uh, winner of the Bonate Sion Prize for 2014. As he said, we continue to laud the incredible efforts of Nefesh Benefesh. Uh, they will have a formal ceremony, as Rabbi Fast told us, coming up in the next few weeks in Jerusalem. And uh, to Dr. Glick and to Joseph Gittler and to Rabbanit Malkabina and to Yosef Abramowitz, we spoke with Professor Jeffrey Hausdorf, Yaakov Kirshen, Lieutenant Nira Lee, a special Mazal Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And I remind you that... Uh, uh, both between uh, JM and the AM and other programming on our network, and especially on Homeward Bound with Egal Siegel. You're going to be hearing from more and more of the recipients of the Bonate Sion Prizes. Um, uh, just a remarkable group of people, and I am so happy that Nefesh Benefesh has recognized them in this formal manner uh, so that we could uh, speak with them and acknowledge their incredible contribution. Eight minutes before 9 o'clock on a Wednesday, this is JM and the AM.
That's Nigun Shimshon. Coming up at 9 o'clock on our stream, a replay of last night's 9 at 9. It is uh, Yossi Zweig with the uh, top nine based on your votes from this past week. Album of the week is the Chevra, but not the Chevra from uh, this generation. The Chevra from years ago. Remember that uh, Chevra album? 
She and Men Lewis presented it. Dr. Mayor Abitam is part of it. It's coming up between 10 and 11 on our stream. Uh, Yassi Zweig is going to be doing a live lunch. And Michal Schnitzler will join him, not only with a brand-new single, but in conversation as well. That'll be happening uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the stream. JM and the AM.org. So make sure to be tuned in for a Wednesday live lunch. You won't want to miss it. That's for sure. Tomorrow, our friends from uh, YU and CJF Center for the Jewish Future will be here. We'll talk about some of the trips their students have taken recently. Some of the incredible work they have done. Uh, that'll be happening uh, tomorrow right here at JM and the AM. Uh, make sure to be tuned in for that. And my thanks to our friends from Nefesh Benefesh. The Bonate Sion prizes have made quite an impact when it comes to the uh, inspiration that uh, people are getting regarding Aliyah. And a, a big thank you for uh, for what they have done in that area. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web, jamintheam.org. And that will close out our Wednesday morning program. Stay warm. Stay safe. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.